Welcome to the North Group Podcast. At North Group, we are often invited into organizations to influence leadership and organizational behavior. It is absolutely fascinating work. I'm your host, Roger North, and we'd like to invite you into that conversation. I'm welcoming my good friend and partner, Jerry Murray, to our podcast this morning. And uh, Jerry, uh, in our in our previous podcast, my good friend and partner, your good friend and partner, Craig Schloniger and I were talking about uh, how we as organizational health and development consultants can help support our clients when they have issues in areas in which we are not experts. Mm-hmm. And I think we do a pretty good job, if not a really good job, at sticking to our knitting, meaning, right. hey, we're, uh, we're going to advise and help you in areas in which we have expertise and listen to you in mm-hmm. areas where we don't. But we may find that there's an overlap between the two. Right. And as Craig was navigating around a number of different clients over the last few months, he realized, and he shared this in the last podcast, that he was hearing three central issues almost everywhere he went, and that many of the conversations were fitting into those three categories. You know what they are. Number, mm-hmm. number one that he was hearing was what we're all hearing about in the broader press and just about everywhere we go, which is a, which is a perceived worker, so- worker shortage. <laughs> yes. That's affecting... Lots of different industries, lots of different services, and so forth. So that was one. The second one was he talked about was supply chain issues, which has a, a lot of different manifestations, certainly uh, price increases, shortage of goods, right. shortage of component goods, slowing down manufacturing and distribution, et cetera, et cetera. And Craig and I talked about that at length. Mm-hmm. The third one, which I'm not sure I would have expected, but the more I think about it, I'm probably hearing some of it or maybe inferring some of it too, uh, is here's hearing a lot of people just express that they're tired. Mm-hmm. Uh, the words they use may differ. Uh, so do those three themes sound like they connect the conversations you're having as well? Do they sound familiar? They do, yeah, uh, all three of them. Mm-hmm. I think he nailed it. The one, the one that's certainly getting the most press, I mean, we're, we're seeing it on the news, we're seeing it in the periodicals, the newspapers, the, the Wall Street Journal, the business magazines that we read is, is, is this worker shortage. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it for a while there i thought maybe hey maybe it's just service industries you know mm-hmm. it's it's hospitality they were shut down for a while lost a lot of their workers maybe it's healthcare where you know there were additional concerns around health concerns and and you know low paid workers right. and difficult jobs and things of that nature but just in the past few months it seems to have gone almost completely everywhere completely across the spectrum which mm-hmm. is I don't know that I remember something proliferating that quickly because the statistics don't really support it, mm-hmm. but the incidents do. They do. So what would be our role? Like if you were going to say, you know, I'm so tired of hearing about this and yet I have to be helpful to my <laughs> clients. Um, I'm not going to be able to magically produce all the healthcare workers or all the restaurant servers that they need. What's one thing you would say to a client that they really have to stick to as they work their way through that challenge? Mm -hmm. It's interesting because this particular challenge um, may even be a feeder to one of the other challenges you mentioned, which is being tired. Okay. Right. Very well may be. If we have a a need for additional workers uh, in key positions uh, and we're having to cover for them in terms of what I'd say to them, uh, because there's, there are really good companies out there and there are a number of great positions and we're all vying for fantastic talent. Uh, 
the number one thing you can do is create a work environment where people want to work, mm -hmm. where there is a buzz mm -hmm. about this business, that they've got a mission where people know how to be successful for mm -hmm. them as an individual, as an organization. They're working together. They've got an opportunity to use their, their voice. And uh, I think that's something a leadership team can really rally around. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when they come to their leadership team meetings, they can be asking questions and, and giving observations of, of their team's experiences with the team uh, in their roles. Um, and I think what's important with that is that uh, each leader in the organization knows one thing that they can be doing right now to help build that. A lot of times when we're undergoing hiring processes, we're waiting. Mm -hmm. There's an advertisement. Mm -hmm. Okay, where are mm -hmm. they? Have we received any responses to the advertisement? Do they look good? What do the resumes look like? And it just seems like a waiting game. Mm -hmm. and, and hiring processes are inherently long. They mm -hmm. can be yep. you know, six weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, and beyond, uh, certainly in this environment. So what's something I can be doing right now? And part of it might be, let's create a buzz about what, it, what it's like to work here. Another piece could be, I want to be networking mm -hmm. really, really well. Mm -hmm. We want everyone on our team to know mm -hmm. what they can be doing to contribute to the process. So would you experience any of your clients saying, hey, Jerry, I know you're about helping us great leader, uh, create great leadership here. We know that you believe, and so do we, that great leadership is eventually should produce a great culture, a great mm -hmm. work environment, environment that sticks. People want to stay there. But right now we've got all these open-ended positions. We, 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 we don't have people. Let's stop talking about that and let's solve this problem. Right. What would you say to that? I wish it were that simple. I mm -hmm. wish we could just ignore mm -hmm. the need for leadership discipline. Yeah. I, yeah. I wish we could cut corners at this point and uh, and just make things happen. It's dangerous when we do. It would be the worst time to abandon that commitment. Yes, yes. Uh, unfortunately, we, we've we've uh, we've seen a lot of different uh, environments and, and leadership experiences, uh, but it always comes back to we want healthy organizations led by disciplined approaches to leadership. People are informed. Expectations are clear. They know how they can be successful. They're recognized when they mm -hmm. are. We cheer for the organization first, mm -hmm. even over individuals, but individuals come along and we celebrate together. And these require intentionality mm -hmm. and they create the buzz. And those are the types of companies that people want to work for. And if I could add one to that, which you probably were including in one of those, but it's to know that there's one person, at least one person in that company that is absolutely sold out to my success. I want mm -hmm. to tell a quick story in this regard. This goes back 30-some years of my first professional job mm -hmm. uh, out, out of college, and it was, a, you know, it was a, a technical kind of job. But I had a supervisor there who I thought was old, but when I look back, he's probably in his mid-30s. <laughs> and he was a, a little bit of a quirky kind of fellow, but I absolutely knew there was something about the way he interacted with me, the way he encouraged me, the way he pushed me ahead mm -hmm. uh, a little bit with my learning process, more than a little bit, really, that I knew he was for me. Now, I didn't use that language back mm -hmm. then, but when it hit home was the first time I ever got another job offer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, had gotten some credentials in that business, and so eventually I knew I probably had to move on from that company. But when I got that first job offer, and I took the interview and everything, uh, and I got the offer, and from a monetary perspective, it was, in those days, it was very significant by a percentage. I couldn't 
leave that guy. How about that? Mm -hmm. And I think that built a belief in me way back then when there weren't all the books out there. When right. Nobody used the term culture. Nobody was overly worried about the working environment. But that was a building block to the belief system we have now mm -hmm. at North Group to realize I stayed at that company three more years. Wow. When I probably, from a pure career progression standpoint, probably should have left two years before I did, I stayed there for him. What's interesting is the multiplicative impact of that leader's investment in you. Mm -hmm. uh, eventually, 100%. that seed that blossomed had something to do with your beliefs that drove you to, to be the founder of North Group and for the work that we do. And so for that, I'm thankful to this guy that, yeah. I, that I don't know. Uh, it reminds me too, when you, when you think of investing in someone, what does that mean? For some people, it's very obvious. Uh, there's an author that uh, we both know, Patrick Lencioni. He talks about you know, the three signs of a miserable job. He mm -hmm. likes to create mm -hmm. uh, book titles that talk about what not to do, but really clearly what to do. And we want people to be known. Yeah. So let's avoid Talks anonymity. anonymity. Yep. That's mm -hmm. right. We mm -hmm. want people to be known. We want them to be relevant. We mm -hmm. want to know how what their contributions are in the organization contribute to the overall success and feeds the overall success. And we want them in some way to be measurable. Mm -hmm. They know how they're going to know if they're successful. They don't have to ask somebody else if they've had a productive day. That's right. They so, can measure it themselves. So we want to wake up anticipating yeah. how to provide answers good, good. to those three questions to them. And that's yeah. a great you know, just template or agenda in your mind for how to invest in someone. Yeah, thanks for that. I read that book and I'm happy to be reminded of it. Yeah. I think uh, as Craig was talking about these three issues that keep coming up for him and I think keep coming up for you and me and certainly other of, others of our colleagues here at North Group, that perhaps the first two that he identified, the one we were just talking mm -hmm. about, the worker shortage and all the effort that we're having to put into uh just meet the demand of our business. And then the second one, the supply chain issues and all the related issues that are seem to be producing a certain tiredness, mm -hmm. perhaps even exhaustion on the part of leaders who carry the burden of these other two challenges. Mm -hmm. Are you hearing that? And how are you helping your clients address that? Or perhaps they're not quite there yet, but we need to be encouraging them to follow disciplines and practices that will make sure that they don't get there. Right, right. Sometimes a leader is demonstrating the symptoms of burnout or emotional exhaustion, mm -hmm. and people around them can notice those symptoms, but they haven't yet. Or are unwilling to admit. <laughs> yeah, sometimes yeah. it's yeah. unwilling to admit. Yeah. Sometimes they, they feel guilty. They, yeah. they feel tired. They feel a lack of motivation. The things that they normally mm -hmm. are leading in the organization, they're yeah. not. Yeah. And, and because they're, you know, you know, such get-it-done people and so responsible that they think, oh, I just need to be stronger. And they might even feel a pang of guilt related to it. So it can come on. Uh, our conversations in regard to... Uh, discovering self-awareness, checking in in regard to how individuals are doing, how they're taking care of themselves, mm -hmm. what's on their plate. Often they can reveal uh, these underlying symptoms in a way where we can put them together and say, okay, have you noticed, you know, this loss of motivation? Mm -hmm. Have you noticed the things that you normally really, you know, get mm -hmm. jazzed up to do? You're not as ener energized to do them. And, uh, in, and when they say yes, then, then we can say, okay, well, let's think about what to do in this situation. But it can really sneak up on you. 
Would it be a, would you see this challenge? Because I think this is a very human challenge is, uh, I've got all these problems I have to help my team solve. Mm -hmm. I need to get in there this morning and generate some ideas for attracting new employees. I need to get in there this morning and generate ideas for getting more product in here to satisfy the demand that we have. And then what happens is we skip the important for the urgent. Right. So the urgent is the things that we just talked about. Are they absolutely their issues? Are we serving our team well long term if we deprive ourselves of sleep, if we deprive ourselves of exercise, if we deprive ourselves of good nutrition, if we describe, uh, if we deprive ourselves of uh, reflective time or prayer time in the morning? Mm-hmm. Of course, we know the answers to that are yes, but we're tough, strong leaders. We can get through this, can't we? You just you touched on two things, or at least in my mind, the way I think of them. One of them is we uh, get lost in what's a, a a priority expectation versus a reactive mm-hmm. expectation. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we start to feel the load grow, we we really need to take time, even carve out some time to reassess the expectations of what's reasonable, what's going to drive success from our role for our business. And, uh, and then understand what, what's a reasonable expectation for today. When we don't have a reasonable expectation for today, we just know what we didn't accomplish today. Mm. And so we can leave disappointed and feeling maybe even heavier than we started. That was one piece. Could, could I stop you? Yeah. So the reasonable expectation for today, is that a, 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 a mental discipline that you follow and, and suggest to, to your clients? It is. So, okay. Say more about that. Yeah. Well, I... I I just love the idea of uh, entering a day knowing what's the most important way that I can spend my mm-hmm, time mm-hmm, today. Mm-hmm. What are the deliverables that I want to advance? You know, who are the people that I want to talk to? Who are the individuals I want to invest in today? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for me, it works best to know that even yesterday. The night before. The night sure. before. So mm-hmm. when I wake up, I don't spend a lot of time getting lost in what's new. We know priorities might come up and fires might come up and we're the person to address them. Uh, but I'd always like to know what's what's my best for today before I enter the day. And you know, people have different uh, means and tools. I use a very simple checklist on a on a notepad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I stay committed to it. Uh, and, and there are times when I'm tempted not to, but I I know that I'm going to be best, and I'm going to honor the responsibilities, and I'm going to model the follow through that that's part of an overall message of clarity. Mm-hmm. We say what's most important. And we did what we said was most important, uh, and and so that's how I would approach it personally. Okay. Another an, another quick story that I'm reminded of as we're having this conversation. I had two. I'm speaking personally now. I had two situations in the last month, I guess, when I think back on it, when I did not honor my intentions or values within two conversations, two different people, two different settings. And I was I was fortunate. I realized it pretty quickly. I was able to apologize. I was given grace by the other person. There was some relational equity there that we were able to, you know, recover. But I got to thinking, was there a common thread? Was there some reason why I was... Uh, you're off, off just my a little game. bit. Yeah, yeah, off just a little bit. And it was, you know, it wasn't like way out there, but it, it still wasn't good. It was the type of thing a, a person who right. teaches this stuff, tries to model this stuff. I shouldn't have made those mistakes. And you know what? When I got to thinking about it, and I don't want to oversimplify this, but 
I hadn't slept well for the last, for the two weeks prior yeah. to that. I'm, I'm not quite sure why mm-hmm. I, I go in and out of these bouts of it, but watching was, golf late at night. Probably. Yeah, yeah, no, that should put <laughs> you to sleep. But uh, I, I, I think it was really part. Yeah. As, I'm not making an excuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it might sound like I'm making an excuse, but when I diagnosed it, I thought, you know what? That's part of a mm-hmm. whole formula that I need to be practicing self-care. And you and I have talked a number mm-hmm. of times that for a leader, self-care is not a selfish act. And that's what really we're talking about here. And it's understandable mm-hmm. that many of our clients are feeling uh, mentally, intellectually, perhaps even physically exhausted. But when they're experiencing that, they are unlikely to be able to lead their teams well, to build strong cohesive leadership teams, to honor their organizational clarity. And they're unlikely to be able to contribute to the very near-term problems of their business, which may right. include supply chain issues and worker shortages. That's right. So what do you, uh, what's a fundamental that you advise your clients on in this regard relative to self-care? Yeah, well, thanks for that example. I think it's very relevant. And the thing that jumps out to me is it was subtle. Uh, it was a look back that enabled mm-hmm. had you to, to recognize, yeah. oh, it was a, you know, I wasn't sleeping the same right. way for the right. past two weeks. The idea of emotional exhaustion comes from different ways. It can be a workload issue or a lack of productivity for some reason that's out of my control and it's just frustrating. It can be just all the digital information that's coming at us that I'm not able to process. What surprised me, it can relate to relational strain too Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that just causes us not to think as clearly Mm -hmm. when we're in the moment where Mm -hmm. we want to be thinking clearly, Mm -hmm. where we want to have positive energy, where we want to be fully present. And so... Uh, self-care is it's a strategy it, it seems like a good thing to do so often people feel guilty it's more important than that isn't it it's a strategy yeah. if you're a leader your organization is better if you yeah. take care of yourself uh, this this author I can't think of right now wrote a book one time and he was talking about the spiritual disciplines and he said a spiritual discipline and I took it to some extent like self-care is Anything you do that will help you to love people more. Oh, nice. So if you need a nap on a Sunday, there's there's rest. If you need to get a a small project done that's just clogging up your your mind. Mm -hmm. If you need some time on, you know, a motorcycle, if you're a motorcycle rider Mm -hmm. on the golf course, Mm -hmm. if you're a golfer, Mm -hmm. uh, to be outside, to realize there are natural things that are in place that don't require something of you, uh, that give you confidence that the world's going to continue if you're not perfect in every moment. Uh, Self-care and, you know, quiet time, uh, learning, um, you know, spirituality, uh, physical health, all these pieces, uh, they're, they're good for our soul, but they're strategic for our organization too. And there's a strong encouragement to our clients to invest in those regularly. And ourselves. And ourselves. And ourselves. So I would think back on these three uh, themes that we're hearing that are very mm-hmm. challenging in business right now, again, the, the worker shortage, the supply chain, and, and, and inflationary issues and things of that nature. And the third one was the exhaustion is we're probably not going to get at the core of the first two unless we take care of the last one. Mm-hmm. Because more is being asked of business and organizational leaders right now right. Uh, because there's this confluence of events that most of us, whether our career is 10 years or 40 years, mm-hmm. that we really haven't seen them before. Uh, they're all coming together for a variety of reasons. There's sociological changes, there's political changes, there's things coming out of the, the shutdown period that we had. 
that they're all coming together in ways that there isn't a particular formula for. Mm -hmm. And in order to address them well, help our organizations win, uh, continue to build strong, cohesive leadership teams and lead forward with a strong why and a strong behavioral standard, we need to be healthy and take care of ourselves. Self-care is a foundational issue. We sure do. This, this conversation in some ways is analogous to self-care, that we're stopping coming out of the, the, the race and the effort that we're putting in to think about what's most important yep. and to be re reminded and affirmed that hey, we need to take care of ourselves. And when we do, we're going to think more clearly and, and the other things that you mentioned will fall in place. Building a solid foundation and making sure that it's always in place. Yeah. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for listening to the North Group Podcast. For more information about North Group Consultants, please visit northgroupconsultants.com.